Welcome to Death Holler, the place of haunted hearts and haunted homes. We welcome you to Death Manor, the home that boasts the most ghosts. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Take a look around. You might see someone that you recognize. Do you hear those voices? That's just the Reverend Dr. Death and La Arena. They're so happy to see you. Sit back and relax. Make yourself at home. Your new home. And remember, when you're in Death Holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you enjoy the show. monsters uh the rob zombie monsters that recently came out for netflix why not on peacock mm, nobody knows maybe maybe the quality we, we'll, we'll discuss that but um so anyways getting i mean do you all have anything to say about it before i get into the details about it and then we can just kind of discuss it um i don't do we want to get into that already so quick <laughs> I mean, I can just cover the basics, like who, you know, who's in it, like we regularly do, and then the synopsis, and then kind of go from there. Um. Yeah. Let's let's start with that because this is such a new. What's the matter? What's I'm hearing oh. noise? I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. We're professional here. Yeah, I hear that noise too. <laughs> yeah, you got to turn the other mics off. You turned every single mic on. There it goes. Better. Professional. <laughs> Yeah, let's roll. Let's roll into the basic info about it before we start giving opinions. And I'm sure as you talk about it, I'm sure we'll throw our two cents into it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard not to. It's yeah. uh, very polarizing amongst the general audience. So uh, it's uh, monsters. The Netflix, uh, you know, spe- actually made for Netflix movie. Uh, by Rob Zombie, written by Rob Zombie, based on characters by Norm Liebman and Ed Hass. Uh, music by Zeus, whoever that is. Uh, you figure that <laughs> Tiny has some music by Rob Zombie, but I don't know. I mean, the intro was by Los Straight Jackets. I am so surprised he didn't like do his own version of the song. I guess he. Uh, I guess he didn't want to put like his spin on it with his music or something because he, you know, was he, he's supposed to be like a, a Uber fan of the monsters, like the original show. So he was, you know, I don't know. This is like his loving tribute. So I guess he was, he wanted somebody else to like come in with the music so that he wouldn't, I guess, you know, like tilted in any certain way that way. Uh, Cause he's, you know, visually and all that was his baby. So. Okay. I get that. I'm not, I'm just saying you can, add to it like okay guys i can be this other version of myself or i can appreciate this film and make a version of it very similar also here's my version of this song this is how i would do it as rob zombie that would have that i'm just saying it would have been awesome like i'm fangirling a little about it okay (laughs) principal players of course sherry moon zombie what uh yeah who would have thought never heard of her (laughs) Playing Lily, and I didn't know this until I looked it up. Donna Doomley, whoever that is, like I don't even remember her in the show, so or in the movie. Okay, I'm look, looking that up. <laughs> uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips is playing Herman. Uh, Daniel Roebuck is playing the Count, and he's playing Ezra Mosher. Uh, I don't know who Ezra is. I, I mostly know him as the Count in this movie. Thomas Boykin is playing Lester, uh, which is Lily's uh, brother, who's a werewolf. I never could figure out how that worked out. The vampire gave you know birth to a werewolf, but I guess uh, the Count uh, liked to get freaky with some other monsters. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, Richard Brake is playing Dr. Wolfgang and Orlock, the uh, Nosferatu vampire that mm-hmm. you see at the beginning of the movie. We have Jorge Garcia, uh, most commonly known from his role in Lost, playing Floop which is kind of a weird Igor-type character, which is funny because we have Sylvester McCoy, one of the uh, people who played Doctor Who, uh, playing Igor, which is the Count's version of Igor. I don't know. It's kind of weird that they've got these conflicting roles. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, otherwise known as Elvira, playing Barbara Carr uh, toward the end of the movie. Uh, And then we have Catherine Schell playing Zoya Krupp, who is kind of the uh, foil for the Count and the the one who's trying to get revenge. Uh, Turns out she's one of his exes from the past that he kind of did did dirty. Uh, Because he liked to get freaky with many characters. Yeah, he uh, well, he's lived for like 300 years. I mean, he, you know, had plenty of time to spread that love around. We have, I just, I did a quick synopsis for this because there's, I mean, everybody kind of knows the the gist of it. It it tells the origin story of how Lily and Herman Munster met and why they left Transylvania to live in a perfectly awful house in the California suburbs. Bad jokes are made. YouTuber lights are used in every fucking (laughs) scene of the movie and deep cut (laughs) references are made for Munster fans. Um, I get right into it. I, I did not like the colors used in this film throughout the entire film. It would have Same. been fine. I, I, I thought they were good. I thought I, they were enjoyable in that scene with Count Orlock at the beginning, whenever oh, he yeah. had, like, if the crypt is a rock and don't come a knock and, you know, they... <laughs> you like the disco like, vampire? What's that? I said you like the disco vampire? Yeah, that, I mean, that it was fun. I mean, it was it was an interesting beginning, but then, like... Every scene after was just like neon pink, neon purple, neon green. It's like, come on, like seriously. <laughs> See, he wanted I mean, to stay true. He wanted to make it his baby, but he still added his own touch to it. And the neons was definitely his touch. Well, from what I understand, and this might be in the, I can't remember if I put this in the trivia notes or if it's just something I heard, but he wanted to do it in black and white. Somebody told him he couldn't. I don't know who told him and why, because, I mean, it would have been a lot better, I think, in black and white. And when he was told that he couldn't do that, he was like, well, he, he got to looking at the characters, and he had, like, you know, the bright green of Herman and some of the other colors that he had introduced in, like, you know, uh, throughout the movie. He was like, well, why don't I just make it like a cartoon and just bathe everything in, like, this, you know, colorful light so that's that's why he went that route i mean do what you gotta do i did i did not like the colors i did like the beginning with the count when he came out of his um when he came out of his uh tomb or not tomb but his coffin and it kind of gave a rob zombie film look for a minute as he was looking into the lights I don't know, just had like a little bit of a creep effect. Obviously not to the max because of the type of movie this is. That was the only time I remember thinking, okay, that's not too terrible. What do you think about the the color choices in this, Noah? I didn't like them the first. I've watched it twice, kind of. Uh, the first time around, I hated it. And the second time around, I actually liked it. It's so. The only thing I'll give him on that is it's distinctive. I mean, it yes. does... It, it makes it stand out. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 it's one of those things where I feel like it, by the time you get halfway through the movie, it's kind of, I mean, it, it's like one of those things where it blends in, you know, in, into the background in a bad way. It's like, it doesn't really stand out anymore. It, it kind of loses its, you know, pop or whatever, because you, I mean, your mind has to do something with, you know, all that, <laughs> you know, color. And it's just like, okay, I, I'm ignoring all of this. You know, it, and it just kind of drowns it out. I agree with you because I was wondering at certain points watching the film, like, did they did they lessen the amount of pop that they had in it? No. Did something change or <laughs> did I just kind of digest it a little bit? And it's like, it's, okay. I would say the pop actually becomes more prevalent when they go to L.A. Because then you're, you're in regular reality and they're so yeah, contrast. They, yeah. Yeah. They... They actually that that part of the movie they actually lose the lighting and they rely more on the the monsters themselves to be the ones that are standing out. 
Um, cause I don't, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, it's more like natural lighting whenever they, or at least sunny lighting is what they go for. And whenever they go to Los or go to California. So, yeah. Um, ha- we've all seen the original monsters on TV, right? Scenes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Or, you know, bits and pieces. Yeah. I've, I actually used to watch the show. I mean, come on TV land, man. That thing was amazing, you know, <laughs> to have as a kid. I don't know. I was just into the older stuff and I think it was just something my parents put on whatever. That was my childhood. But anyways, um, I don't know if you guys have enough knowledge to compare the type of acting we've got from the original versus what we got from these characters in this movie. I feel like I have enough. Hold on. Before we go down that, what, what was your favorite character in in the movie? In the movie? It was, uh, for me, grand or the count grandpa monster. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Grandpa. I th- I thought the Count was hands down the best. They they did a good job nailing the Count. I think I think that they executed that. To me, like just remembering the old one, and then watching this one, I think the Grandpa that character carried over hell good. Looked good, sounded good, played the part good. Yeah, it, he kind he nailed it. What you expect from a distant upset like dad? Like oh, look at this moron. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's because the actor, Dan Roebuck, I mean, is probably more of a fan of the show than maybe even Rob Zombie. And, like, he he really studied up on the part of a Grandpa, you know, or the Count before he, like, you know, even attempted to do the role. And he tried to match the mannerisms and all that. Yeah, um, he, he did a great the, job. The thing that threw me off the most, though, was Herman's performance because I didn't like the squeaky, I'm going through puberty voice. Yes. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, that that's the one thing, if we're going to compare it to the old cast, Fred Gwynn, you're not going to replace, first of all, but, like, secondly, like, that, that I always remember him as a child being, like, I mean, because it matched his look. He, had, yes. You know, he had that big barrel chest, but he had that big thundering, you know, deep voice or whatever, and it was like, but he wasn't, like, he wasn't mean with it. Like, I mean, he would make stupid jokes and do the laugh and slam stuff like, you know, this Herman did, but he would also like, you know, he would deliver these lines to, you know, Eddie all the time. It's like these very heartfelt, like this is the reason that we love each other. You know, those type, you know, could be schmaltzy, you know, feeling type things, but he delivered them in a way that, that felt good. Yeah. Well, his character was a character that didn't realize his own strength is what it was. Yes. So, and, but this, the, the, the new character wasn't that he wasn't a character that was over the top strong. that didn't realize it. I think that's what I liked is that he was this big brooding guy. He was a dweeb, but he could, he could definitely scare the shit out of somebody just with his voice and his height and his look alone. Whereas in the movie, uh, the he voice was so bad. Looks, acts, and sounds like a dweeb. <laughs> it, it was so hard. Yeah, it's just he's supposed to be a nerd that doesn't realize he's like a damn silverback gorilla, like in strength. That was supposed yeah. to be what the character was supposed to be. And well, and it's and it's funny in the movie too because he he's he's cocky because like he's got like i mean this this cred for being you know like a for whatever reason he's like popular for his bad jokes so um you know he he's kind of got like this cockiness to him so he he doesn't have the the humble feeling that you got from the original Herman. Well, he's oh, a rock yeah. star yeah <laughs> which was so i don't know what was going on there i wasn't digging that i just wasn't you wasn't getting what about it? Oh, no, I wasn't digging that. I didn't oh, like the whole, okay, yeah, gotcha. I'm a rock star and I'm going to be a big Hollywood star. Yeah, I think that the, the whole idea of being a comic would have been a better angle. Just an idiot with this, this horrible jokes and then building the character for that. Instead, they made him like this weird rock star that doesn't translate onto the character at all. Okay, so they had a part in the film where they took Zombo, who, which was an actual uh, episode from the from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a character from an episode which was played pretty much by Herman Munster, which in this movie it also was played by Jeff. What's his name, Jeff? Daniel Phillips. Jeff Daniel Phillips. I keep thinking Jeff Daniels. Not, not the same person at all. No. <laughs> but anyways, so... 
And then in the show, it was almost like, yes, he loved this character. And same in the movie. But it would have been better if they had played him the same kind of dweeby guy that didn't know his strength, as you guys have mentioned, you know, in the film. And then they see Zombo. And then he thinks he can be a rock star because he can be like Zombo. But he's just cocky like, oh, well, that guy looks good. But if they think he looks good, imagine when they see me. It's like, mm, not not liking it. I'm not feeling that. You know you know where the, the, the storyline falls apart rapidly? Is the fact that he was human. So the brain he has in his head is from a regular human, not a monster. And they got killed. And he's so nonchalant with all the <laughs> monsters. Like, I understand that the vampires taking that position because they're old and that's all they've been around. But if you really think about his character, it's a human brain. He was a human that got killed by a monster. Why well, is he no, uh, so nonchalant about being around so many dangerous things? Well, I mean, that's a good point. But I want to discuss the fact of, you know, how, the, how they came across the brain. Because how convoluted is the setup for that? You have a, a news, uh, you know, piece, which I did like that. They had all the news articles. I mean, or everything on TV and stuff looked like it was from the 70s or, some, or you know, whatever. From, you know, a previous time period. But anyways, it's like they're watching that, and it's like, uh, you know, today this horrible comedian, Sheck, what, Shecky whatever, died. And then also his brilliant twin brother happened to die on the same day, and they happened to be put in the same funeral home at the same exact time. I'm like, come on. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Official smarty pants. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Oh, my God. Um which, by the way, that news reporter, as you mentioned, was Sherry Moon Zombie, and I did not know that was her. Okay, that was probably Donna Doomley. That then. was okay, Donna gotcha. Doomley, the news reporter, and uh, they did a good job of making her not look like Sherry Moon Zombie. Well, let's just give credit where credit's due, or at least I'm going to. Sherry Moon, like for all the jokes everybody put out about this beforehand, didn't do a terrible version of Lily. Like it, it's not the greatest, but it's not bad. I agree. It's not bad. <laughs> I Okay, she, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, oh my God. We're talking about the original Lily Munster... Uh, she was, she had a little bit more sex appeal in the show and she wasn't as light and fluffy. She wasn't dark by any means. She was still, she had a, a personality similar to what we get in the movie. She was just a little bit more toned down in the show. Well, I don't remember her being that stupid in the show. I remember her yeah. being a smart one. Yes. She, like she followed yeah. her after her dad. And She and was sassier it, it, she, too. Yeah. She was the stereotype. I'm um, well for the time for you know it, the whole which I, Homer I don't know Simpson maybe thing. it wasn't stereotypical, but anyways, she was the 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 smart wife that had to you know kind of you know kind of was long suffering for some of the stupidity that Herman came up with, but she loved him enough to where it didn't really matter. It was one of those type of things. Just like I love you, yeah. babe. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was that um, it was that Homer Homer Simpson type parody thing, right? Yes. And the one thing I was going to say about um, the one thing I'll give Jeff Daniel Phillips interpretation, or at least Rob Zombie's interpretation of Herman versus, versus the TV show that, that matched, although it's very light, is the fact that Herman in the TV show, Fred Gwynn's version, always referred to himself. At, he always thought he was handsome, even though everybody else thought that he was this hideous monster. He was always like, well, I'm very good looking, you know, and like they, they play into that a little with this, you know, this version where he, you know, he's cocky in the sense that he knows or thinks he's this good looking monster or whatever. So they did tie that in. But as far as the rock star stuff, that didn't fit at all. The, well, the ego is a little too much though. That's what, yeah. it's one thing when you, when you're subtle about it, but when you're over the top <laughs> like that, it kind of loses its, like, you're, you're not hitting the mark. Yeah. How do we and, feel uh, about the fact that they really didn't focus on 1313 Mockingbird Lane very much? That was at, the, what, the last 20 minutes of the film. They and, focused on more of what led them going there. And, and to me, it was the best part of the entire movie was okay. whenever they actually went there. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of useless buildup. Like, Herman uh, sold the mansion and everybody was cool with it. Yeah, like yeah, er, he, <laughs> she, they, like they he doesn't inherit it. With it, and on top of that, I mean, uh, you know, Lester, you know, that well, I mean that that's kind of a stereotypical thing from like you know um, sitcoms. But suddenly, the the money he did get out of the whole thing, he, he changed over in Vegas, and now they're rich again. It's like, 
Okay. It was a. It was just like a fast fix. It was like, okay, how do we end this movie? Oh, this is how we're gonna end the movie, and here it is. <laughs> I just the the thing that I've heard complaints about, and I do have to agree, is that I don't know why they had to include the scenes where when they're on vacation, when they're on their, you know, whenever he proposes and all that, why they had to go into the sewer so that they can meet the, uh, that's how they met the uh, creature that ends up being their pet or whatever. It's like, did they, I mean. Out of all the ways to do that, you could have made that animal inside the castle and they just take it with them. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so extraneous, like that that whole added scene. Because they could have really put some good bows on the storyline. Like the one, the, the way that they, they lost the castle, there would have been a better way of tying that together where it was a grandpa's fault. So Herman didn't take the ownership. Cause th- I think that that kind of like destroyed the story. Having him be like such an idiot that he did it. They could have made it like the grandpa made a bad decision investing or something like that. There's all these different ways they could have spun it. That would have worked out. Lost it, it to the ex-wife, something. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you that I think that it should have been on the count to have lost it because if you, I mean, I don't remember, I mean, well, I mean, well, they ended that way, but like grandpa never really seemed like he was, you know, uh, you know, butthurt toward Herman because of that, he, you know, thought he was a goofball and an idiot, but like he never like blamed him for anything. And like, he has a major reason to like hate his son-in-law now. Forever. Because, yeah. 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 <laughs> Whereas if he was forced to move in with the two of them, he would be uh, more grateful, and therefore he would be more like the character that was in the original show. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I was thinking. It, it throws off the whole dynamic of how that interacting re- relationship would work. Cause, and not that too, but they could have set it up for a, se- for a second movie where it cuts off when they move to L.A. And it doesn't, it doesn't kind of fill it in. And then, they, it, then the next movie starts, and you could see them kind of having the kids and starting to get in there's there been a better way to tie the bow or leave the bow untied to be filled in later. And do you, I, I, do it, you think was that was even big. a possibility? Like the way things went with how this movie was like, okay, it's going to be a film film and then it's going to be straight to DVD. And it's like, Oh, just kidding. We're going to be on Netflix now. Do you think that was even a thought yeah, but, in Mr. Zombie's head? But this is a perfect <laughs> movie to go straight to Netflix. This would have been a, a way better movie because if they would have been if they would have cranked down the budget, it would have forced them to get better with the story structure. Yeah, they didn't have well, they didn't have a good budget as far as we know, right? Do we? Well, have they had enough numbers? to waste a big section of the story on some bullshit oh, Paris thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was enough of a budget to give him the slack he needed to kind of fuck off with the story. Whereas if he would, ha- you know, had to work harder with it, he would have tightened things up. Yeah, I agree with that. Um. Also, I mean, I'm still of the mind that if this, if if Universal, who was the one that allowed them the option to have this uh, IP, uh, felt more confident in this movie, they would have put this on Peacock. I mean, why would they give Netflix the option to stream something that could have helped their own streaming platform? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's oh dear God. Yeah, I I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, it it's weird that like I I don't know who sits in these writer rooms. When, when they're structuring these things. But Mr. It's Zombie. Like, I know, but there, <laughs> there's other fuckheads that are in there t- contributing to the story structure. And how come no one's seeing these giant, like, I, we understand we're, we're entertaining the idea of fantasy, but let's tighten it up a little bit. I mean... I didn't. I did not hate the the opening where you know Lily goes on the the date with Count Orlock or whatever. I thought that was an interesting twist to show that she was just. Bo- I mean that worked because it, it was did. showing that she was you know she was bored with the, the the people that her dad was always setting her up with, so she was looking for somebody different. And I actually enjoyed those scenes with Richard Brake as uh you know in his other character as uh, as Doctor Wolfgang because I I thought that character I mean the way he played him I just liked how he just like fucking hated everybody that was around he hated Ploop, he hated herman and he let him know that he hated him too and i love that well, i, I, I like the whole way they structured it where she saw him on tv being unveiled i think that like yeah that was cool yeah so, so yeah it, to me so far it was working like okay we were setting up the foundation I, I think instead of spending the time going to paris they should have spent time him acclimating to being a monster yeah and then and then yeah. tying a story where she pursues him 
Because she fell in love with him for being a monster. She yeah, didn't but, fall in love with him for being this fucking. But they, but they could have did things where and like he was getting att- like they could have structured it where he was getting attacked, but now he's like this over the top super strong guy that it doesn't really harm him. And to the to to him, they could have played it like, oh, this isn't as threatening anymore as I thought it would be, and it would give you the <clears> leverage. To lead into his character being comfortable in these situations, like he's hanging out with two vampires. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what What do you think? This just spitballing. What do you think if they would have went the route? Because it was almost like Rob was playing on, like you know, his actual relationship with his wife or whatever, a little bit. You know, in the in between Herman and Lily, the fact that she was kind of, you know, uh, love struck with this this you know rock star, as it were, <laughs> a rock star, uh, rock star monster. Well, yeah. So what if what if uh, she had became like you know uh, to piss off the count had like left and went on the road with Herman the like you know on his tours or whatever and was kind of like you know went that route with it. I mean it could have been cheesy, but at the same time I feel like that would have been more authentic than just having the two of them well, go the, off to Paris and now and see that would have worked too because you could have did that and then you could have you could have justified why he has the money where he really doesn't have to get a job. And then, and at the same time, you could have you could have built a back a back end story where her dad's making bad mistakes, and then loses the castle while they're on the road. There you go, yeah. And then, then you know, Herman uses or parlays the money that he you know earned as the rock star to buy a house to to buy a house and settle down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things you could have did structure wise that would have made it more tangible. Or, and this is just another idea, you could. Leave the fucking franchise alone and quit fucking with things that are good. <laughs> but but yeah, remember this is the backstory that tells the story of who they are and where they came from. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know, but that never happened in the show. Uh, yeah, and but it could have been better. I think that instead of the rock star angle, and I don't know why Rob didn't do this because clearly he's got a fascination with this because he made a song out of it. <laughs> why he didn't have Why he didn't have Herman be uh, a race car driver and drive Dragula around? Oh! I mean, for the love of God! Because I mean, it's his he, baby, yeah. and it's too cliche, as we previously discussed. Well, yeah, you could have made it instead of him being a. Uh, uh, a comedian, him being some kind of racer and his brother being the smart guy. There's see, there's all these different ways that you could have structured it where it kind of you could have you could have played these things in a little bit better. Cause I mean, that ties directly in the show. There was that that's the episodes of the show that I remember the most are the episodes where Herman got Dragula yeah. out and like, yeah. you know, went on the races. Yeah, out of all the all the <laughs> things you could have did, I I felt like it was just it it came off really, really sloppy. Well, yeah. I mean, I know it's supposed to be like a slapstick comedy here, um, but it's like they slapped it all together. I know, but <laughs> what makes a good movie at the end of the day? A, a, a more tangible story arc. A storyline with yeah. characters that fucking can carry it. Could, but, but they could have carried and that it. that you care about. And, yeah. But that's the thing, though. They, if you were to restructure the story, the characters would have worked way better without changing their acting at all. I would have, I, I'm, I am surprised about the acting uh, still, because again, I watched the Munsters a lot and I know it was when I was a child, but you don't forget things like that, that stick in your head. And I'm telling you, like th- these characters, they were just a, a, a version of themselves. They weren't really the characters. If this was really his baby, why did he kind of stray from that? I don't know. The grandpa nailed it. The I- grandpa. And Nailed it. Lily did a good job of nailing her. No, she didn't. I think Sharon Moon did a. She wasn't as upfront and ballsy as the original one, but she did a really good job, especially here's, near the end when she was getting assertive. Here's what I'm going to give Sherry Moon Zombie as far as her part. Uh, and you got to remember this. She's supposed to be playing a younger version of Lily, one that hasn't grown up and become a mother. Motherhood will change Lily into more That's of the character that she was true, in the show. Yeah. There you go. Um, Fucking kids. So, sequel. I'm telling you, sequel would have worked. <laughs> Instead of ending it the way they did, they could have left it open ended and then filled in the and tied up a bow later. They still can go with it. They've got money. It doesn't mean they don't want to leave the I just home that they have. Don't get the whole werewolf son thing. Like I was just like, <laughs> this is fucking. Horrible. You know what? You know what bothered me about the the werewolf son thing, uh, in particular in relation to this. You know, uh, Lester might have been a thing in the show. I don't remember that. But here's the weird thing: if your brother 
is a werewolf and then your kid ends up being a werewolf you might not be the the dad Herman. you might not be the dad there's some incest going on this thing and it's weird well i mean wait no lester was lily's brother that's what i'm saying like it's it's even sicker when you think okay i see what you're saying so now if you go now that you know their story now if you go back and watch the originals like oh she was banging her brother <laughs> this is oh god but i mean to give credit because i said that that motherhood would change you know lily fatherhood could change herman but not enough because i don't see going from this version of herman to the wise version of herman that we had in the show that was giving all that advice to his son you don't go from one to the, to the other like uh that. he was still an idiot in the show the grandpa was the one that was the, the fixer for the most part the grandpa went around making Things happen in the background and, and smooth out a lot of the ripples. Yeah, but I just remember like Herman always giving like these, you know, like, I mean, pearls of wisdom, like even if he was an idiot to his son. And like, I don't see this version having any pearls of wisdom to give anybody. Yes. Like, I just I, don't. I Maybe he needs agree. to age another 150 years or so. <laughs> I mean, it, it is true that I think all of us could honestly say that. We are not the people we were 20 years ago. You, you know what the big question is? Okay. Knowing knowing that they're monsters and everything, how did they get a normal daughter? No, that's a, that's a cousin. That's a cousin that oh. shows up. And, but I don't know how she's a cousin. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Twice like, removed. Is she, is she, yeah, is she like a relative of, of the Count? Like, but like a part of his family that was not vampires that like just kept, you know, like they moved to the new world and they, you know, and generation after generation, and she just happens to be related that way to him. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> but he had a lot of kids. We've established that. So it could be possible, you know, <laughs> he had, what is a half vampire, half human? Uh, blade. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was. I thought there's there's an official name. I I almost uh, feel like we could. There is. It's like Dampier or something. It starts with a D, but like D H A M P I or Daywalker. A daywalker. <laughs> yeah, I, daywalker. I I almost feel like we could spitball a better story, just between the three of us of 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 the arc of it, because they they've got enough of the core pieces where you can you can put legitimate good story structure into it now. And I think that's why it is so polarizing because I think a lot of people see the same thing we're talking about. It's like they see that there was a potential there for a lot better movie than what we got, and it yeah. doesn't make sense. Nobody was pressuring, to my knowledge, Rob to get this out by a certain time. Why didn't he spend a little bit more time on the writing side of it? To kind Because, of, I mean, this is – I mean, he loves this show. So why, I don't see how you love a show like that. And then, I mean, you know, th this is – I mean, you know, fan fiction is can be better than this, even if that's what you want to call it. Like his ver it's his version of fan fiction. I mean, I just don't understand how you come up with this as the result. This reminds me of our recently reviewed Hocus Pocus because <laughs> – Really what happened is if you don't know what Hocus Pocus is, if you don't know what the monsters are, you really are living under a rock. You at least have some reference of it. You can't escape it. So what happened was he took this amazing thing that everybody knows what it is, especially if you love Halloween or anything spook related. And he was like, well, this is going to be a hit no matter how we spin this. Wrong. And wrong. <laughs> that's what happened. And I think that's the mistake a lot of people are making is they're taking a franchise of sorts and they're saying, hey, let, let's, you know, th we're going to make the storyline. No matter what we do, it's going to sell. And it's people are going to watch it. But are and they they're going to criticize the shit out of it. The only hit that happened with this movie is it hitting the ground. <gasps> I did like the puppy. The puppy was adorable. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. We got to mention the fact that Elvira's in this movie. Oh, but uh, yes. There's really no reason for Elvira to be no. in this movie. Like, she she kind of sucks. Not, you, yes. know, you know what I was dying for? And I know you guys were too. Did any of you think that for one minute she was like, don't be surprised about how I'm going to look? And yeah, she was, that she would be in her costume. Elvira yeah. costume. Oh, I would have died. You know what? Out of all the ways she could have put her in the movie, you could have made her, made her an aunt that was in L.A. And that's where the cousin comes from. 
There you go. That would have yeah. worked. And again, then she could have had that vampiric look that she always had back in the past anyway. Well, Elvira was a witch. Maybe this girl's a half witch and she doesn't even know it. And not only that, but it would have given him a tangible reason to go to L.A. Yeah. Oh, dad lost the house. We got to figure something out. Aunt Elvira is out there. <laughs> yeah. Like of all the way you could you could, you could have structured it. And then and then at the same time, you're bringing the cousin into the equation without even trying. Yeah. Or at least building up if they try to do another film. You're building up to the fact that, hey, uh, cousin, what the fuck is her night face going to be there? So I, I, I just feel like there's an, an immense amount of missed opportunities to make something good. There was. Again, they kind of slapped this together <clears throat> and was like, this is going to work. But that doesn't, like like he was saying, they he wasn't under a time constraint for the most part from what from what the story is. Yeah. Mm, I mean. Here. Here's the one thing I'm going to give Rob for this. A lot of the remakes that's been happening recently of like older properties have been adding in a bunch of like, you know, woke nonsense for no reason. He did not do that with this movie and no. I got to give him props for it. Yeah, there is none of that in there. I, I think a lot of the, the whimsical thing about Herman and the colors are kind of a lead in with not, not too over the top, very subtle, but like, cause Herman's character is like, He's not manly. Let's be honest. He, You're gonna he tell is me. by default. No, the dad's manly. Yes, that's how the dad's but, attitude is. But Herman well, Munster, even in the show, he's only manly by default because he's big and brooding. Yeah, he's kind of a gentle giant in the show. It's yeah. one of those yeah, but, things the, that they kind of But play being off. manly isn't just being strong. It's also being a... a a, a figure that people look up to to a degree, like his son, like, well, like the moments he has with the son. That's a that's a form of being manly. It doesn't have to be physical yeah, strength. That's true, but I mean, to his credit, it's still not the like what you know um, Kevin Smith did with the Masters of the Universe, where he basically took He Man <laughs> from his own show, killed him not once but twice, so that he could make a more manly Tila into the main character. Yeah, I'm glad I never watched that. <laughs> I have good memories of He Man. I want to keep it that way. But oh, do you I now? mean, and th and this is and after Kevin Smith swore up and outfit. down that he respected and loved, you know, yeah. the, the IP as it was. It it was ruined. I want to talk about something real quick. Something that I appreciated in the film, um, and I don't know that you guys agree or not, but I I do think that the makeup effects were actually really good. Makeup and costumes were pretty decent. I feel like they were pretty good. Yeah, like, I can't complain. Really about good. That. Like, I mean, as clear as the as the film was, a lot of close ups that they did. Um, I mean, and they're okay. Tangential characters too, like Zombo. Like, you yes. know, some of those even look good. You know what it would would have been an awesome spin on the movie if they made it more less like cartoonish in nature and made it more like like a horror movie. I'm curious how that would have played out. That would have been cool, actually. That would have been cool, but I, I get if Rob was trying to go for like, because I mean, the original show was more oriented toward families, and I think that's the one thing he was wanting to try to keep it at, you know, because the joke was before this came out that it was going to be a typical Rob Zombie movie, and like people came up with the memes all the time where it showed like basically redneck versions of all the characters, <laughs> and they were all sitting there like, fuck you, no fuck you, and it's like, you know, because that's basically his movies otherwise. So I, but I thought, I think that would have been an interesting take take on it to make it make it make it a serious horror movie i mean we would like that but he he really wanted to stick true to this is my baby because you could have made that the, the lily and her dad this killing people rampantly oh, as vampire i mean there's so much <laughs> like in heads on stakes outside in the front yard oh my god i bonked but, my but mic. you can almost do it as a dark comedy though too they, okay yeah Prime example that this movie worked hella good. I don't know if you have the same opinion. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. I knew he was going to go that route. That was oh, a yeah, hell. Yeah. Think about that. Like how that was a dark comedy. The original show was serious, but then this one was it was a dark comedy and it worked good. Death Holler will be reviewing that during Vampire Season. Stay tuned. <laughs> um it's one of those things though where you're very, when that I feel like is taking the the tone of the monsters and more making it into like the Adams family because they were the darker family of the time that did you know stuff like that in a roundabout way. Yeah, and, but they never technically killed anybody. Uh, in the new ones, they did. I think. I think it's hinted very heavily that they killed people. Like I know, but the monsters have all the structures for them to actually be monsters. 
Yeah, but that was supposed to be the whole gist of the, you know, the joke or whatever is that they looked like these horrible mo- monsters, but they were the, your typical suburban family when you got right down to it. You know, that were was they the, though? The I crap mean, was in the basement making experiments in poison <laughs> gases. Really? That's not something that has happened in a suburban That's, neighborhood I mean, in the in exact rural, house that we live area. in. I mean, you got grandpa in the basement making certain concoctions that <laughs> blow up the entire house. My but, very you know, husband hey. has done that. Yeah, but the difference is I don't live off of blood. Yet? Really? <laughs> you well, don't. I wasn't talking about blood. I was talking about maybe meth. But that's, you know, <laughs> the difference between two, two areas here. <clears throat> Dear Lord. Um, yes, going back, you said that, uh, Noah, you said the makeup was just okay. I, it, to me, it wasn't amazing. I thought it was. Considering what it could have been. Okay, yeah. hold on. It was pretty decent. When you say makeup, yeah. makeup includes a lot of factors. It's not just makeup. It's also special effects. And it's prosthetics and everything. Correct. Yes. So when what? he pulled that puppy from that basement. It was so cute. Okay, how do you know? <laughs> Because I saw it in the bathtub, and I thought it was adorable. It had a cute little face. Looked like Vader if Vader Uh, was deformed. We we got some questionable about the prosthetics. Um, Um, I'm talking about about what about the effects whenever they would like do the transitions or or different things like that. Like were like if one of them was getting knocked out or hypnotized, like they had the cartoony like effects playing in the background. Did you love that or did you hate that? Like what did you feel about that sort of stuff? It it is. It is a. Of drawback. That's not me. I know. I was like, what the hell is that? It is a playback to the show. They did do stuff like that. Um, I don't think it was done very well in the movie. I get what they were going for, yes. but I felt like it was cheesy. Yeah. That's part of makeup. It is. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm talking about actual makeup, like makeup that you can put on people. I know, I but that's... She's talking about the pro- if she wants to break it down to the prosthetics that they're but, but, using, basically. But anytime you're making any type of effect, whether it be makeup or special effects, it's all in the same genre. You, it needs to be executed consistently and not half-assing it at certain points. Yeah, that is true. Because it stands out. I mean, I just think <laughs> you that... You can't phone that shit in and it needs to be like dialed in it could have it could have looked worse is what i'm what i'm getting at so and they didn't and i don't know i really did feel that the cgi was unnecessary in the film that we're talking about something that technically this was a 50s type show even though the televisions looked like they were from the 60s or 70s yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah there were so many inconsistencies with with components in it that don't match a, a time error like they don't transplant on like you have stuff that looks like it's newer, and then you have stuff that looks like it's older, and they're overlapping. Yeah. It doesn't make – there's, like they, – They were very heavily hitting the 60s, like, go-go type stuff because I think that's a whole – Rob and Sherry – Rob has made Sherry, like, dress like that several times in okay. video. So he's this is where there's a problem that, immediately. So. When did disco happen? Uh, 70s. The 70s. Mid-70s. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to tell me – Transylvania backwoods is up par with current stuff happening in America because that's where disco started. You <laughs> Do you understand that. where we automatically run into a major inconsistency? Yeah, well. Yeah, they could have saved th- that for when they were in. Really, realistically, they could have saved all that for when they were in California, but they spent such little time in California on the show. And I know this is, you know, the whole how the beginnings and everything. We're spending way too That would have been a whole other reason why they should have went with the, the thing of Lily joining him on tour or something like that. Because if they would have done that, yeah. then they could have went to another country, saw the new, like, you know, disco and stuff like that, and then got into it that way as opposed to having it in Transylvania. It would have definitely broadened their horizons. They could, they could have showed them at Studio 54 doing blow and getting wild. Yes. <laughs> sure. Is anybody... And then she goes on a any- rampage and murders a bunch of people. That would have been awesome. There are so many he, good things you could have did. Is there anybody else that's as disappointed in me that, that you know, Sherry Moon Zombie is, like, completely covered up for most of the movie? <laughs> yeah. Scene, I was where thinking. she is, like, changing, and, and she's got this cool-looking punk rock outfit on underneath, and I'm just like, where is that at? Why are you dressed like yeah, a, this you know, like outfit. older lady? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're only 150 years old. Yeah, it's a new 100. Jurassic, well, apparently, which is funny because she was trying to prove how, okay, she was like, well, I'm a little too young for that, but I'm I'm only 150, but 150 is the new 100. And I'm like, okay, that's like saying I'm only 20, but 20 is the new 15. 
in explaining how mature you are. It was ass backwards. <laughs> I just look I at it like, like this. If you're 150, how come you're still a complete idiot? <laughs> this is where the grandpa's smart as hell. <clears throat> yeah, he's not 150. Yeah, he's like 300. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You know how smart I would be if I lived to 150. Okay, but the times back then weren't as advanced as it is now. You learn you know, more through the ages. People were way smarter back then than you realize. Mathematics was goes back pre Greece. Maybe he raised her like a princess and was just like, you gotta I, find I get the right the husband. That she was sheltered very heavily, and that that led to her. Because he was trying to find was. husbands for her. Her dad was a man of science. Okay, he was a man right there. This is still the 50s where women didn't really have. No, he let his daughter, even in the show, his daughter got to kind of rule the roost to a degree. Yeah, well, that was a little later on. You're hitting the 60s. She probably went to fucking Woodstock, okay? Technically, the show took place in the 70s. There you go. She'd already been there. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah, but, But oh, go ahead, Reverend. I'm just I'm just throwing it back saying that I'm I'm disappointed that you know yeah. Sherry you know was covered up in these long dresses the entire movie and it's just like okay yeah well she was looking at the skin tight outfit I was like cool slap that on well, exactly <laughs> and not only that again even as a mom Lily was sexier in the show way sexier that, that is true yeah she and she was a mom Sherry frumpier than 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 the original one was and Sherry Moon Zombie is she doesn't have an awful body she's still a good looking woman yeah that one scene where she was like changing clothes like I said she had that like punk rock outfit on for like split second I was like she still looks good for her age why is she covering up like constantly and all of this you it's know a family show Movie, movie, family movie. Yeah, I don't. The very, very wasted potential there. But anyways, I, I, I think they should. I think they should have aimed for a non-family fruit movie. I concur. Yeah, I, I don't understand why. I, 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 I don't know. If, I don't know if he was making the movie to make the movie, or he's making the movie for an audience. You know how there's movies that you can introduce your kids to for spooky fun, Hocus Pocus being one of them, Halloween Town, Nightmare Before... Not two. Not two. (laughs) Halloween Town, A Nightmare Before Christmas. You got these movies. Do you think there's any parents that are like, oh, well, Robert Zombie made a film. My kids can watch this. Jonathan, do you want to watch The Munsters? Oh, I like Rob Zombie. Let's watch some of his other movies. Yeah. Yeah, House of a Thousand Corpses. We'll start there. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, I think he's appealing to the wrong people. I don't think anybody is like, oh, let's see what this Robert Zombie is all about, you know? Yeah, and the people that do fall were like, what kind of garbage did you (laughs) fucking make, dude? Here's what I thought would have worked better than what he did. If he wanted to go the route of what he went, what he ended up doing with this movie, this movie would have been better served to be like a three or four episode, like you know, mini series yeah. of some kind, limited oh, yeah. series, and 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 just, I mean, if you want to play it to the kids, play it to the kids, whatever you want to do. But like, it would have been better to have done that, and that way they could have broke it up because it, it like, as a movie. The, the incoherence like kicks in because they're like cutting, you know, like there's no real through uh, storyline that just runs throughout the whole movie that, or that's like worthwhile keeping up with at least. Whereas if you did it more like a sitcom and then broke it up in the different episodes, it would have better fit what he was trying to go for. Oh yeah. It would have given more breathing room. Yeah. He would have had time to do a little bit more instead of just fucking clumping everything together. Like uh clumping cat litter when a cat takes a shit or pisses in it. <laughs> This reminded me of cat shit. <laughs> does this cat shit look better if you put like neon green and neon pink like lights on it? Because that, no, that's but an it, if you do put like kitty litter on it, it looks like an Omarosha. <laughs> so it does look like a candy bar right until you eat it. Oh, geez. <laughs> that's the whole idea is you got to trick the audience. Here's a candy bar. This tastes like cat shit. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just the monsters. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, it was. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've discussed what I need to discuss with it. It's kind of it's it is what it is. It it's is. out there, and it's not that great. But you know, uh, it could have been way worse. Who expected anything from it. 
and it's funny how I feel like we all have. I'm really curious to see what our reviews are. Do we have any? Um, is there any trivia or anything? There is some trivia if you want me to go over it. Yeah. I already said the first part of it uh, that he heightened the color scheme because he said that he wanted to be like a you know a cartoon brought to life, whatever. Okay. Um, the teaser trailer is a shot-by-shot remake of the Monsters uh, 1964 title sequence. I think everybody knew that, where they're, like, busting through the doors, yeah. you know, in the original teaser. That was actually better than the movie. Yes. Was, so. <laughs> it was very close to the baby he wanted to actually have. It was, and it had it was black and white, and it would have worked. Here's the thing. If he would have done this in black and white and then did what we talked about with the Innocents, where they used, like, lighting to create, like, contrast and stuff, yeah. it could have made for far more interesting visual shots than what he did with the colors in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I did he, mention I mean, that to the hubby. You know what? There's one instance where that would have been over-the-top amazing. The intro. Think about the yes. intro where they go to the crypt, and it was in bla- if it would have been in black and white. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they had, like, these long, dark shadows in the corners, and they had, you know, there is so, there, if you go back and you watch black and white movies that are, like, redone in, like, 4K, and they get, like, the, the sharpness there that we never saw before, like, those movies are gorgeous. Like, you don't realize, like, how much, because they had to rely on the lighting back in those days because they didn't have the color palette to work with. So, Do you um, know where that would have worked really good, too, is on the date. When they were on the date, if you made the Nosferatu character an over-the-top, like, a killer, but not show the killers, and then have Lily get turned off by that. Yeah, you, I think that well, would have been. You could a, have also, you could have done something interesting with him in that scene too, whereas you had like this long, like forbidding, like shadow behind him or something. You know, that almost like, well, like in the Dracula movie where it yeah. kind of moves on its own or something. You know, you could have added something like that to it. Yeah, there's and just then, so many good things that could have happened. Uh, this is Rob Zombie's first movie not to be rated R. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Is, is, was this PG thirteen? Is it G? I don't even know. I don't think there's any cussing in it. Uh, yeah, there's not. I don't. Or if there is, it's like a dad joke type cussing. What, like, so what is this? Like is PG? the dam or something? You know, like it's whatever. Okay, hold on. I will look it up right now. Yeah, Reverend, I, you can continue. Yeah, it's what. Since we're on the subject of dad jokes, did they not get irritating after a while? Like, I, I mean, I could forgive a couple of them. I actually chuckled at a couple of them, and I'm like, come on, please stop. See, I, I think the jokes were better left to the grandpa making the jokes. Yeah. Because his or the cynical <laughs> he jokes. Was funny. Yeah. Because you know where he was coming from, an experience like all this moron. It's like yeah. the jokes land better because it's an experienced guy looking at the idiot making dumb decisions. It's rated yeah. PG. PG for what? <laughs> Probably because they're, you know how the rating board is. It's like they're monsters. That's scary. They're, it's getting a PG rating, you know. Well, whatever. they're drinking blood. <laughs> uh, Pat Priest, who played Marilyn Munster in The Monsters, uh, 1964, has a cameo role in the film. This marks the second time Priest has made a cameo in a new monster incarnation, the first being 27 years ago, and here come the monsters and that was made in 1995. Oh, my God. What's the, well, well I, I never even heard about that movie. Uh, I, the only thing I heard was that it was not that great. Like, I mean, they tried to reboot, like, reboot the series, but, like, it was in the, I want to say it was, like, late 80s, early 90s or something. It didn't come out that good. There was another show that was supposedly decent, though, that came out even more recently in, like, the 2000s, but, like, failed right off the bat called 1313 Mockingbird Lane, and it was a darker take on the show, like, just like you were talking about you wanted to see. Really? I never heard about it. Mm-hmm. I only heard about it in, in researching about the, you know, about this, because I was like, well, that sounds kind of interesting, actually. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm reading about it right now. I didn't know about it. I thought it had the original characters in it. It does not. Um, got a higher rating than this movie, so there's that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Daniel Roebuck is a longtime fan of the Munsters and owns a Herman Munster doll that was signed by Fred Gwynn whenever they worked together on the film Disorganized Crime in 1989. Wow. He almost, also met Al Lewis, who played the original grandpa, uh, through a friend. So oh, shit. he has very close connections and that's why he, I think did the best job in the film. Yeah. He was a legit fan, but it's hard because there are people out there that will claim to be the best fan and cannot pull off the character. 
What you know? What's funny to me though is I've heard so I've read so many like user reviews on like Facebook and some of these horror groups that I'm in, and like they they blasted Grandpa saying that it was a it was a bad take, but then they they praised Herman saying that the guy was great. And I'm what? just like, what were you smoking when you watched this? Well, <laughs> yeah, like that the Herman execution was horrendous with the squeaky voice. It, yeah, and and, you, and they were that, praising it. They were like, "He's dead on." What Fred Gwynn would have no. been like? I'm like, "No, he's not." That squeaky <laughs> voice was so annoying for the character. It should have been a deep voice played by like a kind of buffoonish guy. Uh, exactly. I mean, and I don't know. Maybe that guy sounds like that, but I feel like he could have done a deeper voice, and it would have been fine. Uh, of course, Rob Zombie and Cherry Moon Zombie are huge fans of the monsters. Uh, what Zombie recorded it. <laughs> Well, you wouldn't think it after seeing yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> Zombie recorded a commentary for the Blu-ray release of Monsters Go Home from 1966 and named one of his songs, obviously, after Dragula. So there you go. Uh, when Herman Munster, Jeff Daniel Phillips, yells, Car 54, Where Are You? It's a call back to Fred Gwynn's original uh, yeah. show or TV show of the same name. I remember that. I did not like that uh, show. <laughs> no, it, it sucked. <laughs> The first ever Munsters uh, movie or show not to feature the character Eddie Munster. The character Bella is a nod to Bella Lugosi, who played a gypsy named Bella in The Wolfman in 1941. The film is a prequel to the TV series, uh, which is obvious. Uh, Daniel Roebuck, uh, Grandpa, uh, or, you know, the Count, starred alongside Fred Gwynn, uh, the original Herman Munster and Disorganized Crime. I already said that. Jorge Garcia and Daniel Roebuck starred together in Lost, which I didn't know wow. until I did this. And then uh, on location, filming officially wrapped on July 7th, 2022, uh, which kind of feeds into what we were talking about when we said that, you know, Rob Zombie, he kept showing all these pictures and stuff around that time, but he had already wrapped up production. So it was kind of like he was like building this false narrative that he was working on that when he was yeah, really on tour. When and he, he was, was on like, tour. Yeah. But um, that's, that's really it as far as like any kind of trivia that's out about it right now. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It is what it is. Like we said, I'm going to go ahead with my rating just to get it over with. Uh, I've went back and forth. I thought about giving it a 1.5. I thought about a two because, and the two really came on the heels of Hocus Pocus two because you talk <laughs> about a movie that disappointed the shit out of me. And then I watched this and I'm like, well, expectations were super low, but it didn't make me feel as bad as watching Hocus Pocus two. Um, but I settled on 1.8 just to kind of split the difference because it's, it's a mess of a movie and it, and I still think it would have been better as a limited series, but there, I mean, there were parts that I enjoyed. I, I did. Like yeah. I thought that the grant, I thought the count was, you know, was good. And I thought that some of the, you know, the scenes that they worked in here and there, but just as a whole, it didn't work. For reference, he gave Hocus Pocus a 2.7. Wow. I gave that a 2.7. What the hell were you smoking? I, <laughs> you didn't watch it, so you can't even. I don't comment. have to. It was, I gave it a two point seven purely out of like feeling like that I that I came into it. I mean, I was actually giving it some bonus points because I feel like I've got nostalgia for the first movie for that sure, I yeah. never can like let go of. And then also I was, you know, coming into it hopped, even though I shouldn't have been. <laughs> and th that that ruined the movie for me. And I, what I really wanted to give it, to be perfectly honest, was probably around a two but like i just like no i'm i need to split the difference here a little bit because i think i'm judging it a little bit more harshly than i would have how did how did sarah jessica parker look in the movie uh too terrible much she looks like a man in drag she looked yeah. like a two there was actually we actually <laughs> talked about it you should listen to the you should listen to the art episode you know <laughs> she looked like a two <laughs> uh she there was actually like drag two, queens yeah. in the because there was a, a contest for the Sanderson sisters, you know, costume contest, and there was actually drag queens, and they definitely looked better. <laughs> Rough. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh. Uh, I'll go with my rating, and I didn't have a rating until now. I'm coming up with this rating. Uh, found myself just slapping my head a lot and going, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, I know it's supposed to be 50s, cheesy. It's just... 70s. <laughs> Disco. True. Something. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> Before the 80s, we'll just throw that out there. Um, and uh, I 
didn't like the light and fluffiness of Sherry Moon Zombie. I just thought it was too much. I know she's younger. I'm trying to have that, but it was hard to swallow, especially when Grandpa was so good. Um, I'm going to give this one, uh, Hocus Pocus was a 2.8 for me. I enjoyed Hocus Pocus more than I enjoyed this one. Wow. Honestly. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to go with a 2.5. Wow. I give it a two. Would you you like to elaborate? Nope. (laughs) I did. Would you watch it a second time? You watched it a second and you liked it the second time. Yeah, you should see That's what got it up to a two. That's what got it up to a two. Yeah. I was down around (laughs) one after the first time. I was like, this is horrendous. And I watched it again. I was like, okay, this is redeeming qualities. He was okay. He was genuinely enjoying this. Like he's like, oh, this is not bad. This is not bad. It's not bad. It's not good (laughs) either. So there's that. Sad. I don't remember what I gave the turning that we just recently covered on the Bly Manor episode, but this definitely was more enjoyable than the turning. So I'll say that. Oh God. Gave that. It has to be above that. Yeah, because I think we were. I want to say we were in the ones for the turning. That bad. Oh, when you it's, know, it's, it's terrible. When you know the story, you got to finish watching Blind Manor if you're going to do it with us. But when you know the story of turning turning of the screw, which is what Blind Manor is based on, and you and this is a, like a story for what, turning of the screw. How far back is that? Is that the 1800s? 1800s, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about a story that's way ahead of its time in terms of horror, gothic romance horror. Not even gothic romance, more like just gothic haunted horror. And then you see what this movie tried to do with it, and you're just like, yeah. That bad. <laughs> what Rob Zombie it, did with this. It, it would, it would bu- if we were comparing the two movies and we had to give them a score and likability, the, the Munsters would be a four for me. Wow. Yeah, yeah. if we were comparing the two, it would be a f- the same range, about a four in comparison to The Turning. That, that, that bad. Shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, that's how bad they fucked up such an amazing story. When, when was it made? Uh, turning and screw was two 2020. 2020, actually, yeah, yeah. Or it's just <laughs> the, the same turning. Year that, okay. The same year that Blind Manor came out as a Netflix series yes. and just blasted okay. it out of the water. What I don't understand is how do you sit down when you have a decent budget and no one's proofing what the story sounds like out loud? Like how how is nobody walking through verbally what's going to happen and how coherent does it come off? Here's something for you to ponder even more on that. Uh, they were both made by Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment, both that and then the TV show, Mike Flanagan's The Haunting of Bly Manor. You tell me how, like, somebody, the quality control can end up with one movie that is so shit, and then, like, this TV show that's, like, you know, rated up there amongst some of the highest that Netflix has ever done. Yeah, there wasn't even enough. I mean, like, the Stranger Things kid was in it, Wolf Finhard, but, like, even he, well, he he was the best part of that movie, honestly. He was he the was best, best part, and that's not saying anything. He barely acted Yeah, in it. barely. So that film was basically carried by him. They were probably counting on probably his Stranger <clears throat> Things fame to help kind of carry oh, that movie. it did right until everybody saw it, then they rated it. Yeah, I mean, he he's just a good actor, so there's not ever going to, he's, nothing he can do really is going to be bad, but the film itself was bad, which sucks. <sighs> Yeah, we discussed in the episode. It, it's clearly you can clearly tell that the director didn't know how to direct because they took him, who's a pretty good actor, and he and it felt like he was at, he he knew enough about what he needed to do with the character to get yes. it up to what you know mediocre status it was, and that nobody else was actually like going in behind and telling anybody else in the movie. It's like you need to dial this down a little bit. You're being kind of a cunty bitch right now. You know, it's a, they, the, yeah. none of that. There was oh, no it's hold that back. Bad? Yeah, uh, you know, if we're gonna make comparisons. <laughs> to movies that we uh that we've reviewed uh that movie was on fire and finn wolfhard is the door that we removed to save <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll a comparison we got to pull that door out of that before it gets consumed with everything exactly else. he's not a part of that fire okay if anything he was he was holding it together so <laughs> anyways yes uh so uh wait what were we at again i was at a 2.5 reverend you were out of what 1.8. 1.8, and Noah's out of two, so. I was a one, then I watched it again. I'm like, oh, I'll give us a two. So it has rewatchability, uh, folks. It does. I, it, it improves it, the second I mean, time that's around. the reason I gave it. I was caught between, a you know, like a 1.5 and a two because I was like, I would actually go back and rewatch this. I would never go back and rewatch Hocus Pocus 2, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I, I told him, I was like, I'm on the fence, like, 
I don't know that if Hocus Pocus was on and it rolled into Hocus Pocus 2, if I would stay and watch it. It's it's really. And then I told her, I was like, I would turn it off, put on (laughs) Ernest Scared Stupid and watch that instead. That's actually a pretty good. Pretty good. I'm a huge Ernest fan, man. So like Ernest Scared Stupid is actually a pretty good movie. It is a really good movie. For a goofy Halloween kids movie, that's hella good. Do we have that for the kids to watch? (laughs) Yeah, but I got to buy a motherboard for our computer. Oh, motherland. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Well, we have anything else to say (laughs) before we close Uh, this out? Not about this dumpster fire, no. (laughs) Uh, So you can enjoy this cat turd covered in multicolored glitter if you want. I'm in Roca. We are... I'm just going to say we're pumping out the episodes right now. We have Hocus Pocus 2 out. We Barbarian is coming up real soon. That was a good movie. Uh, it's, uh, then there's going to be uh, The Turning. And then we've got this. So stay tuned because we have The Fog coming out. We also have Sleepy Hollow. What oh, else? Oh, dude. and Bly Manor. I haven't seen The Fog in so long. And you, it's the original. You need to rewatch it, and you need to be on that episode because I want to hear your thoughts on oh, it for I, sure. I watched that movie so many times as a kid. That was such a good horror movie. This will be my first time watching it. Oh, I don't. You might get scared because it's a really good tension building movie. Yeah, it, it still holds up. There, if nothing else, uh, there there are scenes in it where people get stabbed and like you know their eyes like ripped out with like hooks, fish hooks. Okay, so cool. So it'll keep me. It'll keep me interested. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get nervous because there's a it's it's really good storytelling and tension building for her. It was it's the reason why it's held up so long. Yeah, I've heard I've heard really good things. So uh, this will be nice. It'll be a first for me. There's a lot of firsts for me on the show. So that's always cool. Yeah, I remember that was a staple for Halloween time. I I don't know if you guys ever had a a, a station where you guys live that would play local. Uh, we talked about this on the last yeah. time you're on. Yeah, you guys didn't have one, huh? Not where you could call in. He had one, but not one where it was live and you could call people. I, I just remember when 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 October came, they they used to do movies all every single night, and then on Saturdays instead of playing like one or two movies, they'd play like three movies at on like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It would be up to like two in the morning watching horror movies on the local the local channels, and they're all the old ones. Yeah, that. I mean, it, it, those are classics for a reason. So, I mean, it, it would, but the fog, I mean, like I've, I've been rewatching it for, you know, whenever we talk about it and it, it still holds up. I mean, it's it Carpenter knows, or I mean, yes. there's a reason he's a master of horror. I mean, yes. he knows how to work the, the story. Well, let's not give the show away. We'll save it for the people. You have to listen. I'm going to bleep so out all the words. John you guys Carpenter say. movies that are good too. Yes. We'll get to those eventually. <laughs> Really? We will. And with that, <laughs> and with that, peace be with you. And with your spirit. <laughs>